What makes a leader? What pulls us beyond what we thought was our best and into sustained greatness? Tune in right here with Ron Kitchens to learn how to challenge and change your best so that you can move forward into leading at your highest level. Hello and Happy New Year. I'm Shannon Allen. I'm here with Ron Kitchens on the Always Forward Leadership Podcast. Ron, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I am doing great. I'm glad to hear that you're awesome. I am. So let me ask you, what is your personal theme for 2022? So uh, we actually didn't talk about that question. So, you know, each year um, I end up with a bracelet that's got a word on it or a couple of words that remind me, you know, what um, I'm about this year. And I think for me this year, the word is renaissance. Mm. And it isn't in that sometimes when you say renaissance, people think of either harking back to, I want to restore Mm -hmm. what was, Mm -hmm. which isn't the meaning of renaissance. Right. But people have conflated that. Right. Or they think it's this, I'm going to go do a thousand things. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've picked kind of five areas of my life, and each one has a thing in it that I want to get better at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very focused at getting better at some very specific things this year. And um, and putting in place as plans, mm-hmm. you know, I use a dot journal to to figure that out, and I have a plan on what I'm going to do for each one of those. But this year's theme is is Renaissance. It's about ensuring that next year when we're talking about this, at least in those areas, yes. I'm going to be better than than I was today. That's awesome, and that that's really kind of similar to mine. Mine is just press. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, I was at church this past Sunday and everybody was talking about how rough of a year 2021 was. And I know it was rough for a lot of people, but I looked back over it and I was like, 2021 was actually a pretty special year for me. Like, I felt like it was really cool, but I don't want to get sat- satisfied in that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to just press, press, press in the areas that I'm growing in, like, c- continue to just relentlessly pursue growth in those areas. So, sounds like we're a little bit on the same page. I think so. Yeah. That's cool. So this year, we are really focusing on sustained greatness. Um, And so, you know, I'm excited just for this whole next year, whether through the podcast and through your leadership, you know, training and all of that, um, to just talk about sustained greatness. And, you know, for the next few weeks, we'll really be looking at developing strategy around achieving greatness and sustaining greatness. So, you know. And when we say that, I want listeners to understand that we're really talking about this idea. And I know it's, you're passionate about this, about this (laughs) idea of the Nick Sabans of the world. Yes. Who are the people that win and find a way to win in a changing environment? Right. So who are the people that find ways to win in their businesses, their organizations, their not-for-profits, their local governments, their school PTAs? Mm -hmm. Who are the people and what do they have in common? Absolutely. And so we've done a bunch of interviews. I've been working on this idea for a book or something. I'm not sure if it's really a book Mm -hmm. because I think we can communicate better these days that aren't necessarily dependent on the Gutenberg press to do it. But the um, but this idea of collecting the knowledge of what does it take to sustain mm-hmm. greatness. Mm-hmm. Not 
win the World Series one year and never be heard right. of again. Right. Not have you know a great quarter in the stock market and then you disappear mm-hmm. and are you know merged or bankrupt mm-hmm. two years later. What does it really take to be great? Yeah. And so if the listeners have ideas on who we should be talking to and studying, absolutely, uh, we'd love to hear from. Yes. Them. Yes. Absolutely. And you know. With sustaining greatness, I think a lot of it kind of starts with learning what you can from the past to propel you into your future. Not that you're dwelling on or living in successes or failures from the past, but you're learning from them so that you can move forward. And so, you know, it's already 2022. And typically, you know, as leaders, we want to vision for 2022, like beginning of the last quarter of 2021. August, we started talking Absolutely, about absolutely. But, you know, 2020 and 2021 have been uh, unique years. And have so been. we want to speak to people who maybe you feel like you're behind the eight ball on this. You know, we want to talk to you today. Um, and if you feel like you're having trouble kickstarting vision or really getting going in this, you know, hopefully today we can help you out with that. So Yeah, and we know that people have a tremendous sense of anxiety and loss. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks, you know, just, I was, last night, I had two more speeches that I thought I was going to give in the next month, uh, cancel. Yeah. And, you know, it it was a gut punch mm-hmm. because I, not only is it part of our business, mm-hmm. I mean, it's part of how we pay the light bills around right. here, but it um, is also something I enjoy. Yeah. It gives me energy. And... I happen to be talking with two other good friends who are speak full time, and uh, and ask them how are you dealing with this, yeah. and it was hard. I mean, one of them was you know in tears, and and it was because his identity had been so damaged by what COVID had brought change around, and I said, well, financially is that? And he goes, oh no no, we figured out a way around mm-hmm. that. And so we all have these senses of loss that we don't really aren't able to quantify. Right. And, uh, and that's the one thing we got to get past. We're just not going to thrive. Yeah. I mean, and it's interesting that you bring up identity because I think for me, 2020, um, because of how things had to stop and slow down and, you know, what I was doing for a living at the time was just obliterated. Um, or not obliterated, but just very, very changed, it does make you stop and think, okay, what is my identity? Was my identity in what I was doing? Or is it something deeper than that? You know, really having to kind of pivot and figure out who am I really? You know, because if you were only defined by the work that you were doing and all of a sudden something like a global pandemic just wipes that out, you know, where do you go from there? And I think a lot of people have worked hard and to figure that out or to not figure it out. But, you know, I think we're all still in that place of figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so just as we're dreaming and visioning for 2022, um, I just want to talk to you about some lessons maybe that you've learned from 2021. So sure. as a leader is thinking about 2021, what questions should they be asking? I think the question that, you know, I would challenge people is what went right. Mm-hmm. Let's not be defined by what went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then when I was thinking about that, my grandfather, who, you know, if you're a listener of this, you know, I tell a lot of my grandfather's stories. My grandfather was the male influence in my life. You know, growing up with, you know, my father died when I was four. And so my grandfather was a child of the Depression. Mm-hmm. 
But the reality is, when I would talk to him, you know, he would say, oh, we got to pay cash for everything. I lived through the Depression. And I'd say, well, tell me about the times of, you know, after the Depression and just after. He goes, oh, the best time of my life. Wow. Oh, it was more fun. There was growth. My grandfather was not a rich man. He carried a toolbox and repaired, you know, refrigerators and washing machines for mm-hmm. Sears. But it was this time of, you know, the country coming together around World mm-hmm. War II. It was this time of new music mm-hmm. being invented and created mm-hmm. in the country. It's this time of westward expansion and Los Angeles really becoming Los Angeles. And there was, and he tells a story about these amazing things and these great people he, he met. He lived in Los Angeles and, you know, this, you know, incredible industries that were coming up around him. And I said, well, then, how come you're not defined by that? Right. But yet you're defined by, oh, I can't spend money on anything because of the depression. Mm -hmm. And I think where we want to, and I'm not minimizing, you know, anything, um, you know, for anybody, you know, I've got family members who've had COVID. I've had it twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that it's scary and dangerous and people have passed. I don't want to minimize that. But that can't be who we're defined by. We're also seeing stock market incredibly high. Mm -hmm. Now, we could argue why it's high and all those things, but there's wealth being created. There's new technologies being created. There's new work environments being created. There's new opportunities for um, people to have qualities of life that Mm -hmm. they never could have imagined before. So we've got to look at what went right. Yeah. Where did the good things happen? Because when it's almost now, when I'm interviewing leaders, talking to leaders, people, and I'll say, well, how did it impact you? And they go, well, listen, don't tell anybody. Yeah. But we actually did really well. Yeah. Our company's thriving. Mm-hmm. They don't want their neighbor to feel bad, mm-hmm. but they don't want, and we have to admit that, you know, a lot of things went really well. Absolutely. Now, there's lots of crappy things, you know, as we um, celebrate this, we're in the anniversary of the, you know, civil disobedience attack on the Mm -hmm. Capitol. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, there are lots of things that went crazy, but there are a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely. We need to count our blessings. Absolutely. Yeah. And there has, I feel like there's been this tendency to, it's almost like you have to compete to tell everybody how bad your 2020 and 2021 have been. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, you know, oh, it was so rough. It was so bad. And if you show glimpse of like, you know, like you said, people being like, don't tell anybody, but I actually had a pretty great year. Yeah, you know? well, you know, apparently we all did well eating. <laughs> right. Because you know, everybody I know put some pounds Yes, on, you know? yes, and, absolutely. You know, and there, you know, I have friends in the restaurant business that, you know, have one side of the house has been dramatically smashed, but those that pivoted, mm-hmm. you know, I got a buddy who's going to go from two restaurants. He'll end up with six, wow. but he's a much smaller menu, and it's really focused mm-hmm. on on delivery and takeout, and yeah. it's about changing the quality of the ingredients so they mm-hmm. travel well. Yes, and um, and he may have just struck gold yeah. because of this. So. Where where there's incident, there's opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So what surprised you the most about 2021, and what do you think we can, how do you think we can apply that? Um, I think we're back to that, how many people did great, 
you know, it's this idea in the vast majority of people I talk to have great stories to tell, but nobody's mm -hmm. happy. Right. And I don't quite get that. I don't quite understand this anxiety unless it is... And I'm not one of those people who pick on media because right. technically I think we would qualify as some form of that. Yeah. But it is because, you know, I can't. Last, last night I watched, went home, watched the news, mm -hmm. and it was all COVID and mm -hmm. uh, civil disobedience. Mm -hmm. The, um, you know, I go to social media, and I, I'm sorry if I used to follow you on social media, and I don't follow you anymore. <laughs> but if you're crazy, yeah, I, you got you got cut. Yes, yes. You know, and uh, but you, know, you go to that. And there's a lot of craziness. So people are determined to be discontented, mm -hmm. and on all sides, right. You know, I have Democrat friends who really care about national politics. They're angry and discontented, and I'm like, you won. Right. You have right. both houses and the White House. Right. What are you mad about? Mm -hmm. But this idea that everybody, everything's going well. Mm -hmm. Not everything, but most stuff's going well, but nobody's happy. Right. And that really surprises me. And unless we figure that out, and I don't know where that comes from. Um, unless we figure it out, that um, I think we've got, I, it scares me yeah. what the future is of um, our social fabric. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if people have gotten so used to waiting for the shoe to fall, you know, for waiting for the good things to go wrong, that they stay in this constant state of anxiety, and then they want that to be validated which is why the most negative news sells, you know, because the media, they could do a lot of positive stuff, but that's not what sells, yeah. you know, and so I think people need to feel validated in that sense of, okay, everything looks good, but it's actually bad, you know, and I think sometimes that's why people are drawn to the negativity and the, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I think we see that in when people let their guards down, mm -hmm. um, you know, not bragging just stating the fact that I was at the CNN's um New Year's Eve party with Don Lemon mm -hmm. um for New Year's Eve in New Orleans and uh and you know by the time this is out Don Lemon goes on this you know epic rant mm -hmm. and you know a little bit of alcohol right we've all been on that epic <laughs> rant most of yes. us are not on <laughs> CNN when we do it right but I think it just is a manifestation mm -hmm. of society that we need a um, we need a national relief valve. Yeah. We need. Uh, I hope it doesn't take a act of war or terrorism to get the country to yeah. rally together. Yeah. I don't see any leaders right now who've. Um, figured out that it's in their economic best interest to lead mm -hmm. from the center. Mm -hmm. We have people leading from both ends. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, people's kind of um, COVID has driven people. I, I don't know they've driven them from God, but it's driven them from churches, yeah. from the buildings. Yeah. And so I think we've got to find some leaders who aren't celebrities. Mm -hmm to um, kind of bring people back around this idea that, um, you know, at 300 million people, uh, the U.S. is a pretty special place, and we should be rallying as one, yeah. not 
divided as 300 million. Yeah. And I wonder if those leaders will be more on, not even political, but more on the neighborhood level and the school level and the church level and the, you know, many, 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 many leaders working towards a united cause rather than a few. I hope know? so, but I don't yeah. think so. I yeah. think it's, um, if we look at, at big leaders, whether it's JFK's mm-hmm. uh, moon launch speech, or it's Gandhi, or it's Mandela, or people who have created social movements mm-hmm. that were unifying, mm-hmm. um, they did it on a very large platform yeah. that then brought people under it, yeah. as opposed to 300 million different agendas. Yeah, that makes sense. So from a business leadership standpoint, how do you think we're going to remember 2021? It's going to be a blur. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know how many masks I wore. Yeah. And we weren't going to do masks. And then we were doing masks again. And then, you know, different kinds of masks. And, you know, but at the same time, I had my biggest year ever flying mm-hmm. for business. Yeah. Because uh, I had to go see our customers because yeah. I wasn't going to see them in mass gatherings. Right. Right. So I had to go see them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw incredible opportunities for um, talent, and I think the, you know, there's this belief system that, you know, people are opting out of work. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing that at all. I think it's 100% made up by um, the national media. Yeah. You know, I've talked to friends in Seattle and Portland, which are supposedly the center of this mass exodus. And, you know, we're really seeing two things. We're seeing people who were less than great employees being let go Mm -hmm. because business is down, or we figured out that I don't have to have you now. I can hire a guy eight towns over, or a lady eight towns over, who's gonna work from home Mm -hmm. and who's amazing. Yeah. So I don't need to put up with your less than incredible right. service. Or we're seeing folks go, I, you know, I don't like my boss. Mm-hmm. And I can run this company yep. or a company as well yep. as her. And so I'm going to go start my own. Yeah. But people yeah. aren't, aren't somewhere in a tent mm-hmm. on the side of the Rocky Mountains, right. you know, brewing their own beer <laughs> right. and, you know, talking about which blend of Sumatran <laughs> they're having for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. And so it's, uh, there's a blur of BS yeah. out there, and we've just got to cut through it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people definitely sheltered in place in 2020, and it, during that time, they figured out, wow, I actually really love doing these things, and I think I can market them. Yep. And then they didn't want to go back and sit at a desk doing something that wasn't that thing that they figured out they loved, you know? That's right. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. So how do you think leadership changed or had to evolve in 2021? It's interesting. I've been on a, a email um, chain with a, um, probably 20 leaders for the last three weeks. Everybody dropping in ideas. What do you think about this? What's going on? And in all kinds of industries. And I think the my biggest takeaway is there's some really good ideas. So I think... If right now I had to pick a business Mm -hmm. to go into, if I was going to change businesses, I would figure out how to create, I'm going to call it what it's not, 
and executive daycare centers. Mm, okay. I think, you know, women, um, if we look at, at data, college entrance this year, 60% women, 40% men. Mm-hmm. Um, that has never happened before, never been anywhere close to it. We're going to see um, there are more women in graduate schools and the professional graduate schools than there are men. Right. Our workforce is going to change dramatically, and the needs thus are going to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. I would hate to be in the golf course business because where golf tends to be a male business activity, right, right. now all of a sudden we're going to have women running companies right. who also predominantly, not always, but predominantly have the responsibility for childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, high quality. Well, that's why I say executive level daycare, high quality, that is an extension of education mm, is going to mm-hmm. be critical. You know, I was talking on this, this group I'm on, and one of the, the ladies who's on the group says, you know, my child is learning two languages. Wow. English is their first language and learning two additional languages in their daycare. Uh, and the child is, I don't know, seven or eight. Wow. And that that was really important to her. And I said, well, how does that affect your career? And she said, oh, I may change jobs, but I'm never changing towns. Wow. As long as I need child care, I'm never leaving that center. So all of a sudden that has me on this Mm -hmm. idea, do great companies now invest in those kind of incredible services? Yeah. I mean, that is, that style of leadership of learning that you have to meet the personal needs mm-hmm. of your team and the talent that you have in order to keep them. I think that is a way that leadership has evolved, it's even over the past two years, yep. is understanding, I think the pandemic taught us that our talent, they are people, and that they have needs other than just a better salary or a nicer office or, you or know. A, yeah, or a foosball table mm-hmm. in the office. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow, that's really good. So what big ideas from 2021 do you think will carry over to 2022? I think this idea that we had for, I would call it post-World War II, home was an extension and a bit of an afterthought to work, Mm -hmm. particularly in America. Mm -hmm. I think we are seeing a time that home is where we start first. If mm-hmm. we believe all these realtors that are out there selling houses, people are not talking about executive chef kitchens. Right. They're talking about how two of us can have a home office mm-hmm. in our house mm-hmm. and deal with segregating our kids. Right. And right. So home is going to be the first consideration and then work around that. Um, you know, the data we're seeing that there was this belief, and I'm not sure I ever believed it was true, but a belief that, um, you know, next generation workers were picking cities and then finding jobs. Well, if that was true before, it's not true today. The data is clear that people want a quality job, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily defined by money, Mm -hmm. but it's quality of environment. So... You know, I, uh, I'm speaking uh, virtually to a group of two dozen CEOs um, on Saturday. And, you know, my topic is for them is going to be 
that, um, you know, if you're not strategizing for retaining workers and recruiting workers based on the quality of life mm -hmm. that you can get them, and if you're not measuring their satisfaction with you um, on at least a twice annual basis, and then I think good companies are now doing it four times a year, if you're not doing that and improving those scores all the time, mm -hmm. your ability to grow talent right. and even your ability to stay in your job is, is going to be under attack. Yeah, yeah. So what advice would you give to a leader who may be struggling to find vision for 2022? Uh, the good old days are gone. Mm -hmm. There is no going back from mm -hmm. COVID. Doesn't, that, that doesn't exist. That's... Right. You know, A, B, and B, C. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have to understand that those things changed. That a lot of the things that we take for granted got accelerated. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been, been talking and, and working on it and talked on this podcast many times about it, about the changing demographics of the nation. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought we had 10 years mm -hmm. before the mass exodus of baby boomer retirees, but a high stock market, a uh, federal stimulus checks, mm -hmm. and, um, and several states changing how they tax retirees have created a mass exodus. Yeah. What that has done is, as a nation, that we're not replacing um, ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have one child. Um, you know, no, I, I'm not sure anyone on our team has more than two children. It may be somebody, yeah. but I'm not sure there's anybody on our team that has more than two children. So we're not growing our population at all, growing our workforce. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing is we're paying the price of that. Baby right. boomers are leaving. Replacement workforce is not there. So this belief, well, you know, you can't get enough people to work at a restaurant proves that people are lazy. No, it proves that they went and got better right, jobs. Right. That working at a restaurant's a really hard job yeah. that doesn't pay great. Yep. And uh, and it isn't the restaurant person's fault. Is I'm not willing to pay fifteen dollars yep. for a cheeseburger, um, and so I'm not going to be able to buy a great cheeseburger mm -hmm. at lunch because I won't do that. Right. And so. What we have to understand is the good old days maybe weren't that good old mm -hmm. for a lot of people, but in fact, what the future is going to bring us is the ability for creative, dynamic leaders to create marketplaces that aren't limited by geography, right. that aren't limited by um, technology, because technology has exploded on us that aren't limited by where you can get workers because you can now hire workers anywhere yep. in the country. So great business people are going to say, the past was the past. Mm -hmm. What does the future look like for my company? Mm -hmm. And how do I compete in that? Just like, you know, my, my friend who's you know, gone from two restaurants to now adding six um, because he changed his packaging and right. changed his ingredients to produce a far superior product. And because of that, his business is thriving mm -hmm. and his family will achieve um, levels of wealth that he never imagined and could never have hoped for. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about it um, on this podcast, you know, 
seen and read a lot about it um, through different leaders, but agility is so key. You know, yep. um, the ability to see what the changes, see what's coming, forecast into the future and know, okay, if I stay this way, I might not make it. So gotcha. I have to change. I can't be stubborn. I have to change. So, yeah, I think that's really good. And understanding that mediocre is um, is a death sentence. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your company, whether it's your own career, if you, somebody who just floated along, um, probably not gonna make it. Yeah, you're 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 not going to have a your best life. Yeah, that you've got to step up and and push to thrive, and knowing that. Um, so many boundaries have been taken down. Um, and I think, too, you know, I think we have to remind people you have to be your own HR department. Oh, yeah. If COVID showed us anything, is that those people who know what they want in their careers can achieve what they want in their careers. Mm -hmm. But you have to know what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that is a great place for us to wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts? I think, you know, it's the Olivia Pope question of mm -hmm. what do you want? Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you want, you stand very little chance of getting it. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the metaphor of, you know, the, the woman out in the desert, you know, struggling along, you know, all of a sudden stumbling upon an oasis. Yeah, it might work well in Bugs Bunny <laughs> cartoons. Right. Doesn't actually happen in the no. real world. <laughs> and you got to know what you want. You got to have yeah. a map and you got to go for that. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, we use the... You know, Nehemiah, particularly Nehemiah 6.3, is kind of our North Star. Mm -hmm. But we got to know what we want. And yeah. we got to be willing to pay the price to get it. Absolutely. I've heard it said, pay any price, pay the price today so that you can pay any price tomorrow. That's so, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all so much for listening again. Happy New Year and have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. If today's conversation has ignited greatness in you, take your next step and visit ronkitchens.com to gain more inspiration and to connect with Ron. You can also tweet Ron at Ron Kitchens. Until next time, keep moving, always forward.